Hello out there and welcome to Kuru Media and my big fat geek my big fat geek life present the big fat geek week the best place to get all your weekly geekly news uh today i will be your host my name is andrew moore the great british otaku i have with us this week big daddy dan amy allen stephen Salden, alan ramfield and della wusso we have got the most of big fat like <laughs> not most of us well 98 of us 98 of us <laughs> 198 of us we're not core <laughs> <laughs> well, we're the ba- we're the brain trust basically. So, well, there we go. Yeah. We're the main. <laughs> <laughs> How is everybody today? Oh. All good. Good. Yeah. Not clawing the walls. At no, not yet. All. <laughs> As you can tell, I think there is trouble in the isolation household due to the fact that they're not on the same screen this week. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's... Buns are in isolation. Yes. Simply that, I had a very, very, very nice sweet potato roast for lunch, and um, Amy's not enjoying being in the same room as me. <laughs> well, nothing to do with that. I just wanted to be out of the microphone to myself. <laughs> I wanted my own box. Hey. Oh, enough of Amy's <laughs> box. <laughs> oh. 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 Right. Children, behave. Yes. Don't make Again, me pull, it's don't, not don't me. make me pull my Eddie Dennis voice out on you. Please. <laughs> and that is something that you would understand if you listen to the entire the entire Premier Rest Podcast. That's it. Uh, This week we've got some geeky news stories. Uh, We are going to be talking the return of Star Wars The Mandalorian. Uh, We then have a few more geek stories that we'll get into along the way. But we'll mainly focus today on the Star Wars franchise. Uh, We have Del with us because he is the Star Wars expert. Uh, oh, hail Dell. Hey, <laughs> you honor me. Thank you very much. <laughs> right. Uh, before we came online, actually, we were speaking about the Yoda race because this has obviously been a bone of contention in the Star Wars community because everyone just refers to the child as Baby Yoda. But of course, it's not Baby Yoda. No. Tell Can't us be a clone that. either. Shrunk in the wash, Yoda. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Tumble dry, Yoda. Whole... <laughs> Tumble dry, I love it. I'll stop. The whole thing with um, Yoda, at least his race, the way that it's supposed to go is that Yoda is part of the wills. Although that kind of gets corrupted in Rogue One because they say that the wills are the people that um, the guardians of the temple, the Jedi temple on Jedha in Rogue One. But the thing is, is that there's a story that goes that the way that Star Wars, the whole Star Wars saga is supposed to end is that R2-D2 and C-3PO get interviewed by a Will. Someone that's based in, uh, basically from Yoda's race, that's what they're called. And they dictate, they take the whole story down and make that part of the Journal of the Wills, which is where we get the idea of a galaxy, a, how does it begin? <laughs> My brain's gone. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. 
So that's the whole point of it. So, you know, they're supposed to be these four sensitive creatures, these four sensitive race, and that's how the story really begins. But the whole thing about Yoda's race is that there's only ever been two other, um, two, well, there's only ever been three of them, basically um, the child and Yaddle, who, was, who served on the Jedi Council at the same time as when the, uh, the events of the Phantom Menace happened. And of course, she Yoda was himself. in the Phantom Menace, wasn't she? Yeah. Well, it shows that she's quite a warrior herself because she, I mean, somehow she lost her eye, but, you know, she's quite scarred and everything like that. But we don't ever see anything of her again because obviously then, you know, 10 or 15 years later is when the Clone Wars break out and she's not involved in that either. So we don't know. Maybe she disappeared, maybe she got killed, but whatever happens, she disappears. So the fact that they brought the child into the franchise is pretty cool, really. Mm. Could she be his mum? She could be. Maybe that's where she went before the Clone Wars kicked off. Jedi's no, no, no. aren't allowed to get pregnant, are they? True. No yeah. kids allowed. Are, 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 they actually allowed. Allowed, are they allowed to have sex? Why? Not allowed I to don't have... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing it out. There, right? That sucks. It, it, it is uh... part of the Jedi thing, right? Mm. Well, no, not, not with Luke's Academy, because Luke introduced... Yeah, more Jedi's can have relationships with things because he's realizing that this is what's sending them nuts. Yeah, they want to kill people. Dad. Exactly. You're a bad man. Yeah, you say that was a Star Wars excerpt. Can you remember from the Legends continuity, the very first Jedi Master? From Yoda's race, I can't remember. His, I was learning about him the other day. I can't remember his Ooh, name. But he makes Yoda look like a schoolboy. He's ridiculously powerful. There's a lot. Oh, I can't remember what the first one was. It, it's been a while, <laughs> but I love the uh-huh. love the legend stuff. But yeah, yeah, I was learning I about him the other day. I just can't remember his name. <laughs> Right, I'm going to Google him, you guys talk. <laughs> so, I mean, cause the, the whole idea of the Mandalorian is uh, he was sent out on a mission in the first mm. episode to go retrieve this package, which turned out to be uh, a baby Will. We now know the name because... So why has it been such a contention? That, why don't people seem to know this? It's not official. No. It's, it's not, not official. It's it's speculated and, you know, people reading all the lore and everything else, it's speculated. Mm. But it's not actually official. And also, it could have been official at some point, but, and that would have been pre-Disney, maybe, because once Disney yeah. came along, they killed off anything apart from the films. Mm. Only the films were canon. So it's all sort of had its, had a reset. So... Yeah. So yeah, it, Disney seems... can then decide whether or not to make it that come the future. Yeah. Oh, Steve, Stephen's right. The whole thing is is that the whole Star Wars timeline was skewed even before Disney took it over, and they're still developing it because there was someone in charge that that like made sure that everything kind of married up. But then you know, bringing Disney along, they they're kind of writing the book as they go along. And they still haven't developed it fully. 
So, you know, with, with regards to Yoda's race and with his, you know, with where the, the, the child comes from, no one actually knows 100%. Even, I don't think even George Lucas knows because that was a whole new thing. Yeah. That's you it. can't I mean, be it's... a clone, can he? No, it's not a clone. Well, you can tell Disney had no long-term plan with how bad the uh, third uh, part of the new trilogy was. Mm. I oh, if you're going to talk about this, <laughs> mm. I the reason why the new trilogy has gone down bad with fans is because of the fans. And I liked it. I liked it. I did. I, mm. I went to I. I fell out of love with Star Wars with the uh, prequels. Come to the end of the prequels and I thought, oh, it really just was getting boring. I didn't like it. I fell back in love with it when Star Wars Rebels came out. If yeah. no one's seen that, go and check that out. Fantastic show. Animated show on Disney+. And I thought, this is Star Wars. This is what I loved about it. And that got me back in. So I thought, I'll give the new films a go. I went and watched um, Force Awakens, and I did sit there thinking, this is a new hope. <laughs> they had copied it. They had Pretty copied much. it. Yeah. You know, to the point where I'm sitting there going, Han Solo's going to bloody die. He's Obi-Wan. He's going to die. And, you know, that happened. So but I thought it was a good start. And I thought, well, now it's their time to go off on a different path. And they did. With um, the second one, uh, The Last Jedi. And I enjoyed it. But a lot of fans didn't. And they bitched and they moaned and they complained and they kicked off. This is not my Star Wars. No, it's not your bloody Star Wars. You know, <laughs> what, you pay it's a for new it generation Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Mm. You know, your Star Wars was the ones that came out in your childhood. Yes. And they'll always be for, forever yours. But this is someone else's. Enjoy it for what it is. But they bitched about it so, so much that Disney then decided, oh, shit, we better do something about this. So they pandered to the fans. And that's why you've got Rise of the Skywalker feeling a little bit clunky because they then decided, oh, well, we said that Ray had no parent. Her parents meant nothing, but everybody kicked off. So we better make them something. Oh, I know. Let's make her the daughter of... Um, or the granddaughter of the emperor. And it's like, that just seemed rushed and yeah. forced when it didn't need to be. And I, I like I say, I blame the fans. Mm. They didn't like what they got. It's their own fucking fault because they were bitching about it online too much. <laughs> well, the whole yeah, thing, yeah. I mean, the, the whole thing with the sequel trilogy is that people wanted it to go the way of the Legends storyline. The expanded universe. They all wanted Ray to be Luke, sorry, um, Han and Leia's daughter, and you know, there's supposed to be some kind of connection. When Disney laid down the law for the, the sequel trilogy, they said that they didn't want it to be they they wanted it to be in the to be in a familiar universe, but this was a completely different storyline. Mm. And that's what kind of made things really, really hard for Disney, really, because like the fans were already creating their own kind of timelines with it. I want to be honest, I actually read a few spoilers before it came out. And then when the films came out, I was like, well, actually, no, that's not what they said. <laughs> so, you know, and that's why a lot of people are upset is because they had an expectation for it. 
and this is where they wanted it to go. And this is my problem with this is my only problem with the Mandalorian because of the fact that everyone's calling it Baby Yoda, calling the child Baby Yoda, and expecting it to be the son of Yoda. We don't know whether it's a he or she oh. or not. Just very good so, point. Yeah. It hasn't mm. been. Given a, it's, it's, yeah. it's genderless. It's exactly. pan- pandering so, to the new crowd. It's genderless. I tell, I tell you Gender what, fluid, though. actually. Gender fluid. <laughs> it has. He's got. If if it is his, if it is Yoda's offspring, he's got his mm. father's dress sense, isn't he? He, he looks exactly like. <laughs> what are you going to wear? Does. Give me something brown and that just wraps around me. There we go. Call it a day. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so, what should I wear? I should wear this Hessian sack and be done with it. <laughs> Does anyone know the um, Yoda's homeworld? No. Oh, that, that's no. what they haven't revealed. No. No, they haven't revealed it yet. Oh, by the way, the name of the original Jedi from Yoda's species was called Vandar Tokari. That's him. Yeah. <laughs> See, that sounds like it should be a stiff. <laughs> yeah, he, he's got. He's the only um, one of Yoda's race that's got a surname because mm. he was taken yes, so true. young. All right, so, let's talk season one of the Mandalorian, Len. Yes. What did you think of season one? I loved it. I, do, I don't even think you need to be a Star Wars fan to like the Mandalorian because mm. on it, it stands alone as a brilliant story. You know what I mean? Mercenary looking after a baby in the simplest form. But, I mean, you don't have to know about all the worlds, all the different species, everything. It's just a brilliant story. I really enjoyed it. You know what I mean? I like the characters. I even like that this is the way. <laughs> it's, it's the same I, thing as like when uh, Donnie Yen come into uh, Rogue One, isn't it? And... Uh, I'm the one one with the force of forces with me. I like it when they you know they play on these things. It's a little bit different from the norm, but still, you know, with, uh, relates to the source stuff. I really enjoy it. Can I, can I, it's I'm got just gonna... um, Gina in it as well, the MMA fighter in it. So I think I'm going to get my opinion out because I think most people probably disagree. I actually think it's very Saturday morning cartoonish. Mm, get out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is literally the Mandalorian takes on the big bad of the week, learns a valuable lesson, and yo and baby does something cute. Each and every week. Baby Yoda. Why are you ruining it? I'm not because I'm not saying it's it's a bad thing because I it's, I like it. It's a good show. I don't think it's an amazing show. I don't think it's epic proportion. Blasphemer. Feels like it's Saturday morning cartoon. So children, what did we learn today? Be nice. Doesn't that baby Yoda murder a lot of people? Yeah, he does. Well, as we were sort of touching on earlier, he was eating the unborn child children of a poor frog lady. (laughs) Oh wait, we we hadn't got that. We we were talking about that off camera. Uh, so we're gonna have to talk about it now on camera. Uh, so, in are the they actually fetuses, or are they? No, okay. I, I, they are unfertilized eggs, basically. They're unfertilized, and they're not. It's frog in... spawn that hasn't been it been fertilized, and she's taken it to be fertilized, and uh, the child just starts munching on it every opportunity he gets. He breaks into this little jar. 
takes an egg out and eats it. The Mandalorian's constantly like, no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally, I pulled up an article. Mm, caviar. <laughs> Star Wars, the, Mandal- the Mandalorian fans are not okay with Baby Yoda after the latest episode. Oh, no, they're definitely I'm not. Okay they're actually him. pretty upset. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's fine. He's got to eat. Because he ate an egg. Yeah, because well, yeah, just it, the one. Yeah, and it was this poor woman. She was carrying her eggs. She's got to go and get fertilised before they die. She's looking after her her future children. And this little green bastard keeps fucking licking her. Honestly, this article just seems to be uh, lots of tweets from random people, mainly just like shock faces. You've got the uh, wrestling one when Brock Lesnar lost. Uh, his match. So everyone just seems to be in shock about this. Mm. Yeah, over an egg, over over an unfertilized egg. Okay, so we'll get that out there now. It's when you see the mum; she is quite worried about these eggs because, like, the temperature's going to destroy them. She needs to protect them, and he's just. Nicking them and munching them when she's not looking. It's that's. <laughs> I love the one when he gets one. He gets told off when they're basically being cooked in the hot pool for him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh no, it's, it is a good. Right, so they're okay with a mass extinction of planets, <laughs> but you <laughs> eat Can't one eat little egg and you lose your mind. Possible incest between brother and sister. <laughs> I mean, that pretty much covers it, really, doesn't it? Yeah. And aside, yeah. It's like, like Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, you know. Go on, Dale. Give us your opinion on the Mandalorian, and we've had mine in lens. So I, okay, I love the idea of it being like a Saturday morning serial because that's what George Lucas envisioned when he wrote Star Wars. Because he based it on like um, Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon, so even to the point where like they've got at the end like the the recapping artwork and stuff, it reminds me of things like Bonanza. <laughs> I'm not sure if you guys are old enough to remember that, but I certainly do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's definitely it's definitely got a western feel to it. Mm. It really has. So if you remember Bonanza, it was like a Sunday afternoon thing. You know, like you have your your dinner and everything. Like you're just gonna sit there with your family and watch it. So it kind of had that kind of moralistic kind of like serial kind of show to it. Mm. And with that in mind, it's absolutely fantastic. I loved the first thing I thought when I saw season two, the first two episodes. I was like, ah, Disney have got more money for a couple of reasons. (laughs) (laughs) They've suddenly got more budget. And the reason yeah, why I say that is because it's like they, they had things on a grander scale. Like in the first episode, you had two Gamorians going up against each other, like gladiators. Mm. You know, and then you had like the whole, um, there, there was great references to Return of the Jedi with, you know, an abandoned um, pit uh, where, what's this, oh, what's that thing called? The Sarlacc, an, an abandoned Sarlacc pit. I thought, ah, great throwback. So mm. then you kind of think, well, this is brilliant because what's happening is, is that they're linking it to the original trilogy as well, where the first series didn't really do that too much. You got some hints, but that was about it. But with this, well, it's I, right there. I think with that, the um, the abandoned Sarlacc pit, it's uh, mm. obviously, it was a little bit of uh, 
referencing for what was to come at the end of the episode. Yes, yes. indeed. And Len, I think you can actually tell us more about that. You had good knowledge of it when we spoke about it on the, I think, the first episode we ever did of how a certain somebody escapes the Sarlacc pit. Oh, yeah, um, Bubba Fett. Mm. So yeah. Tell us about that. Tell the, tell, well, tell the world. Well, basically, uh, when it's swallowed him, uh, the, the Sarlacc has a telepathic link with whatever's in its stomach. And it's kept this telepathic link going with the first thing it ever ate. And it's keeping him alive. And basically, so he's talking to the Sarlacc through this thing in his stomach. Um, and basically, because he's got the man, I can't remember what the, what's the armor called that the Mandalorian still, what's it, I can't remember what it's called. Beskin. Yeah, yeah so that's something the, I wanted to ask about later, actually. But Basically, it's the toughest metal in the Star Wars universe. And if it's only the Mandalorians know how to manufacture it properly, even when the Empire stole it, they still couldn't make it as good as the Mandalorians could. Um, but basically, this armor basically bought him time, and he come up with a plan, and he aggravated this thing uh, to get him to a basically to to make try and make it weaker. And then he detonates his uh, his backpack, and blows a hole in the side of it, and obviously because he's got the Mandalorian armor, he survives, but messes him up big time. It blows a hole out, and he escapes, and that's how Bubba Fett's still alive. But if I reckon they'll, they'll go along that route for the for the, the TV show, and because also there's been news that he's now getting a spin-off series, a Boba Fett Boba. spin-off series. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a spin-off show that could, they could start filming next week. Apparently, um, this has been reported by Deadline. They also report that Lucasfilm is prepping Man, uh, Mandalorian season three. But on the, the subject of Boba Fett. I'm afraid to say, Len, that we do see Bubba Fett. He has escaped. Um, you only yeah, see I've seen end. all the posts and that. Yeah, he's not got his armour on um, because his armour was being used in the first episode by Cobb Bantz. Now, I think he's someone from the sort of pre-Disney canon that they've brought into it. Am I right with that? Yes. Yeah. I don't know yep. his story, though, Dell. So this will be one yeah. for you to enlighten. <laughs> so he is part of um, Star Wars canon. Um, and hang on, I've just got to find him. <laughs> Com- yeah, Compance. I do know this stuff, by the way. <laughs> it's just my brain's not working this time of the night. <laughs> oh! When you come under pressure sometimes, uh, it happens quite <laughs> often to... All of us, every time we'll, we'll be in sentence and then suddenly... yourself. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're, we're well prepared. We're the Allens. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, he was part of another part of the, of the folklore. Basically, like, you know, um, I can't remember if it's... It's not Rebels, it's, it's another part, but it's just, it's just before, um, before the whole thing... It's, it's actually part of the book, so I can't remember which one. I think it's... Aftermath? Right. It might be Aftermath, yeah. But basically, the story doesn't begin. Aftermath. Uh, yeah. That's one of the novels. Yeah, I'm just looking it up now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do <laughs> love the fact mean? that we did get to see the backpack missile. Yeah. 
I, I love the whole reveal actually it's like the way that they did it was beautiful like you you saw the you saw Boba Fett's armor on the sand crawler but then like you know once you see it it's like oh my god that's it mm. you know that reveal was just absolutely beautiful and like when you see like um, you know Cobb Vance walking in it's a hint but it's not a hint really it's like wait is that Boba Fett's backpack there you know, obviously everything is modified um, with Boba Fett. Nothing's what it is in the um, compared to a map to like the Mandalorian's armor and everything. Because mm. it's kind of battered and you know bruised and scarred up and everything. But when you see it, it's like you know, it's like that's from my childhood. Yeah. You know, you've got that big reveal in that, and it's it, it's just a little hint. And, you know, the way that it kind of sagged on Cobb Vanth and stuff was just such a nice little kind of nod. But when Boba Fett's wearing it, it's like, yeah, we know that that's that's the man, that's the mm. one, that's the Mando, if you like. <laughs> that is the Mando. The thing that's that I got confused about is obviously how did they recognize? How do people outside the Mandalorian know which one's which? What do you mean? I mean, they all wear these mask helmets and whatnot. Uh, got different colors, different shapes. They're all they're not yeah. all the same, and they also have little insignias on their arm or other places that identify them. Some of them do take their helmets off, i.e. Sabine in Rebels. She took the whole thing, the, the whole thing with the armor. I mean, again, it's all part of the insignias because the, whole, the Mandalorians are all different tribes. Yeah, they're not so all they're from one planet, are they? Yeah, they're not. No, so they're not all one race either. No, they're not. Yeah, exactly. So you've got the Mandalore, which is their planet. But the thing is, is that with Mandalore, like they, they're almost organised in in such a way that you've got one group that are part of one family. You've got another group which is part of another family. In that, it's like when they created the clones, they were organised in that way as well. So they've got like different people that look after them because they don't actually come from one natural like family as we know it. They come from they adopt each other in different like different spoils of war. Which is kind of hinted at when the Mando, when uh, Mando gets taken in underneath the man the Mandalorians in the first series in the first series. There you go, uh, Amy. What's your actual thoughts? Because you seem to kind of uh, nod along when I was saying it's not all epic, but what hey, your... when you said about it being like the Saturday morning? Yeah, yeah, I feel that way i remember watching um well it's not the first star Wars, is it? it's the third fourth and uh, fourth fifth and sixth even um when i was a kid and it felt like that um saturday morning kids program thing um but just seemed like really sort of like homely and 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 retro and just like no yeah. i just want to <laughs> Just, just something just enjoyable. So remember when you watched a program for it to be just enjoyable, and you enjoyed it, and then you moved on, and it didn't sit, put you through some sort of existential crisis or you know make you cry. <laughs> yeah, I like Wait programs that make you feel dies. nice. Shut up, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> You're evil. <laughs> what about you, Dan? What are your thoughts? I think it's um, a modern Western. Um, I've always loved Westerns. I think your Bonanza comment earlier, Dell, was spot on. Um, I think it does tell its stories 
in a good episodic format, still going with an overarching storyline. Um, I've just been doing some background reading. I haven't read um, any Star Wars novels since I was about 14 or 15 and read the um, Jedi Twins. Mm. Um, Jason and JC. I just found out that an author I really like um, has done a whole load of the Republic Commando books, um, which are based around the Mandalorians. Um, Her name is Karen Travis. And I like her because she also wrote all the Gears of War novels, which mm. are absolutely fantastic. Oh. And she has experience as a military author, um, which is probably why she focused so much on the Mandalorian stuff. She does a really good job. She actually wrote um, a really good book in the Legends series, which covers um, Boba Fett's return mm-hmm. um, like years and years later. And it's called Bloodlines. That particular set of books is pretty amazing. She really does cover it really well. I think she also wrote the um, the Order sixty six book, didn't she? Which covers what happens between, like, when the Emperor actually orders Order sixty six and that to happen. Yes. I think she covers that. So yeah, but she's actually a really really good author and gives Boba Fett a good fleshing out, really. So what happened to the clones after the Clone Wars? Phased out. Yeah, yeah, they eventually died because they, they had a shelf life, so they were growing pretty quickly. But with that comes a big problem because when you grow them really quickly, they don't last as long. They was they were expendable at the end of the day. The only one they that wasn't, to... mm. and they hated the, the only one that didn't age it was Boba. Yeah, yeah, Boba. Yeah, back to the Mandalorian. But yeah, they got rid of them, didn't they? They just phased them out, and then they got. They just stole children and turned them into yep. stormtroopers, like Finn. Poor Finn. <laughs> Poor oh, Finn. Finn was actually one, definitely one of my favourite characters of the uh, new trilogy, and I actually liked his pairing with was it Rose or? Oh yeah, Rose, the one that they again the fans gave him a load of shit for when they went off. Yeah, the, I, I um, really liked casino. that. I thought yeah. that was a good uh, little bit ben, for him. Where I say his name, how do you say it? Benicio del Toro. I can't say his name. Benicio yeah, Benicio del Toro. Yeah. I see you, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought they they kind of uh, minimised both of them in the third one, and uh, but yeah, I thought that they had a good. Yeah, but it, that was because of the backlash. Terrible. They should have had more. Yeah. I know. I mean, that poor woman. I had to don't quit know Twitter, what her didn't she? Yeah, she had to come off Twitter because people giving her a hard time. It's like, fuck off. She did her job, and what you didn't like, <laughs> you're gonna give her shit. Mm. What's off. the backlash? What backlash did she get? She had a lot of stuff. Because there was everything from get... racism, mm. you know, daring to what? exist. Yeah. yeah, exactly, Amy. Exactly that. Daring to be a strong female character. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, not why, a strong female character. The actor yeah. all the grief though. She didn't bloody write it, did she? Because oh. she ruined their childhood. <laughs> Fuck off! Did that? Did that? <laughs> <laughs> I <I'm sorry. laughs> How dare they put Finn with her? Oh, so she, she got a lot of talk. Yeah. 
Yeah, people who are shippers in the geek universe are the worst. Uh, if you oh. don't know what shippers are, they're people who push relationships and pair couples from different shows and whatnot and say, this is the couple that I like. This is who he should marry. This is who she should be. He, as Jesus. They're black, basically. Yeah. Like, or Paddy McGuinness. <laughs> or the lady that wrote um, Shades of Grey. Oh, God. Oh, oh. God. Oh, no. <laughs> Let the light see the saber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, out of all of the Star Wars franchise, Dan, what's your favourite? Out of the whole franchise? Yeah. Um, I... God. Okay. When I was little, we had a video recorder. Uh, I know that most of you on here are too young to have had video recorders. <laughs> we got to play it on a Tuesday. <laughs> and we were grateful. It, 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 was it wasn't on a phone for us. No. Um, I had the video of Caravan of Courage. Oh. Courage was the Ewoks movie. Yeah. They had two... Didn't they do another one as well? They did indeed. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what the other one's called off the top of my head. Battle for Endor. Endor. Battle for Endor. Endor. I watched until, thank you very much, I watched until pretty much I'd stretched the tape. I loved that. Is that what you call it these days? Stretching the tape. Amy. I didn't say anything. (laughs) It wasn't me. Following the dirty comment, Amy, what is your favourite part of the uh, franchise? (laughs) Well, it was clearly the, uh, you know, budding bromance between Finn and Poe. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. it was. <laughs> no, uh, so my favourite part of Star Wars. Um, okay, so cinematics aside, the music will always be a huge, mm. huge thing. It's my favourite part of the entire Star Wars universe. Um, it's amazing how just a few seconds of a few chords can suddenly drag you back to your childhood and you just feel like there's heroes in the world and mm. the good fight is on and it's fantastic um but if i was made to pick a particular episode or film or otherwise it would probably be um return of the jedi then the legend Right, am I picking a is it a favourite moment or favourite movie? Uh, you can go with a favourite moment or just a favourite part of the franchise. Rogue One, best film they've ever done for me, yeah. hands down. Mm. Rogue One, do you know mm. what I mean? If anything as well, the, the one thing that especially made it better for me is they had Donnie Yen, a proper martial artist, and mm. do you know what I mean? It was yeah. finally good to see someone that high caliber, that skill in a mm. you know that's what you expect, even though he doesn't play a Jedi. That's the sort of level you'd expect to see a Jedi. Because, I mean, like some of the stuff you like, you don't they don't really play much on the middle, but Jedi's can move as fast as the flash. Do you know what I mean? But they don't really play on that in the films. But you know, at least there's that level of skill there with Donnie. You know what I mean? Like, it was just brilliant. You know, absolute favourite film. And then obviously it doesn't really have a happy ending, does it? No, it didn't. No. no. And then you get to see like the first incarnation of Vader at the sort of how powerful and skillful he was, because obviously they were limited by technology back in the day, so Vader couldn't really do much, you know, but they had the CGI and all sorts of stuff like that. And that, that one scene where he's just walking <sighs> the corridor, 
Do you know what I mean? How powerful <laughs> the red light comes look? on. Yeah, oh. do you know what I mean? Like, that is Vader. Goosebumps you know moment. I mean? Absolute goosebumps moment. Yeah. I think the lead female said that she does want to do more in the Star Wars universe. I How she can do that? She dead, man. She dead. dead. <laughs> hey, look, that's what oh. she said in an interview. That's what uh, he said. I think her and saw or saw. Well, what's his face? No, hang on a minute. Um, Cassian Andor, he's getting a TV show. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah. So, so <laughs> she could be. In, well, no, she can't be in that. Cause it, that they only met in Rogue One, but they—he's got his prequels, so they've got to do with him prior to, you know, kicking the bucket in Rogue One, so they can mm. do some stories of her. Mm. Yeah. No, uh, I actually just—I saw that one, Rogue One, at the cinema, and it was literally because I was taking uh, my fiance. We were going to go watch the Harry Potter movie that was out at the time. I think it was Fantastic Beasts, and we could there we couldn't get two seats together for that show, so we were just like, "Oh, that would have been perfect." Yeah, what what what? Yeah, <laughs> what are we going to do? And then I just she was just like, "Oh, Rogue One's on," so we just go watch Rogue One, and that's what we did. And yeah, to be honest, I thoroughly enjoyed Rogue One. I think it is because uh, yeah. it was. Donnie Yen's idea to make the character blind as right. well, wasn't it? Mm. Mm. Stephen, your favourite franchise? Well, I was going to say Rogue One. I do. You know, it's it was such a good film. Mm. It, yeah. it was a story I didn't know needed to be told until I saw it. And fantastic. And I mean, just because what's-his-face from Rizzle kicked it in it. <laughs> yeah. It's brilliant. <laughs> is the, isn't he the one that oh no it's the pilot that gets blown up on the ship isn't it he mm. does well no, isn't... he does die but everyone dies yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah Rizzle kicks called Jordan is it Jordan yeah. I don't know I know one of them is called Jordan and so you're going to circle back to that because how many guest stars has the Mandalorian bloody had oh lord too many oh. but yeah, Kim is never, never enough. <laughs> What's his face was in episode one of the new series. John can't pronounce his surname. Les anybody? Oh, John Legui. Les ah oh, Leguim. Le the guy in the office. No, he's in. No. He's been in Spawn as the fat clown. Again, he looked nothing like himself. Oh, what is his? Mm. He's famous. <laughs> I can't <laughs> pronounce his name. Uh, right, you got that one episode uh, that they had Billy Bob, I uh, know, uh, Bill Burr and Richard Iowadi. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he plays the uh, robot, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, Iowadi. Yeah, and Takiti Wahiti. I can never pronounce his name either. Why am I getting all the names I can't pronounce? Mm-hmm. New Zealand director of uh, Four and. Yeah. Yeah, he, he directed an episode and he was also the killer robot uh, mercenary thing. Ah. And him. Him. And it's oh, John Legazamao. You in the episode, don't you? You what? You know why he was in the first episode? Why? Because he's his best friend. Jesus. <laughs> director John... Favreau. John Favreau, yeah. Yes. Ah, John Favreau, yes. Yeah, they are best friends. It's 
John Leguizamo. Thank you. There uh, we go. Long... Obviously, uh, Apollo Crews. why I don't remember their names. I can't, can't remember his name now. Who's Apollo? Who? Apollo Crews. Not Apollo Crews. You guys need What's to make name? notes before we get started. Yeah, <laughs> just when we go off for a tangent, it's like I didn't write notes for this. I didn't know. I know we've got a script. Is it still canon? Is it That's who I was trying to think of. Oh, Apollo Weathers. Creed. Yeah. Apollo Creed, yes. Not Apollo oh. Crews, who is a WWE wrestler. No. Apollo Creed, <laughs> who was in Rocky, and yeah, uh, so yeah, even he's been in it. Gina Carano, they love a guest star, don't they? Yeah, Shebanks. Dell, your favorite. Banks is coming up. Yeah, she's oh, yeah. Up in my my favorite. Oh, that's a really good question. I was thinking about this, and it's got to be a New Hope for many, many reasons. I saw. I remember watching a New Hope every Christmas for years, and my dad also had it on VHS. I think he bought it from like this video rental shop, like you know, and just kept it. No, actually dubbed it, so we had a dodgy copy of it. But, like, you know, whenever I went around to stay at his house, and it was something that we always used to watch over and over and over again. Um, where I used to live in Shooters Hill, there used to be a wood. Well, there is a wood. And I remember when Return of the Jedi came out, I always thought that was whenever we ran through the area, we were on Endor. Mm-hmm. You know, and there was a big tree um, in, in the middle of this wood that looked like the Death Star as well. So it's like, you know, me and my mates used to fly through it like in the X-Wings. Now, if any of you, I know mostly, I know you all don't live in London, but there's also the Blackwall Tunnel, which is local to me. And for me personally, it was always the Death Star uh, trench. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> when you're driving along it, it's that trench that you're, you're trying to block the Death Star and stuff like that. So A New Hope was always a big thing for me. And like for kids, my for people my age, it was... It's just one of those films that you you grew up on. You know, it's something that you always watched after Christmas dinner. And you know, nowadays kids have got it where they can actually watch it like every couple of every year. Like they repeat the entire trilogy and stuff like that on ITV. Mm, but for yeah. me, you know, A New Hope's the one. But Return of the Jedi was the first one I ever saw in the cinema. So you know, being there, and seeing it in 1983 with all these um, all these kids and stuff, it was so exciting and stuff. And one of my fondest memories ever in the 1980s. And I'm going to piss everybody off and say my favourite is the Family Guy trilogy. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> hey, don't knock it. Family Guy trilogy is amazing. No, it's actually no, the first no, two no. were amazing. Okay. No, it's my, uh, my Family honest... Guy can piss off. My, my honest opinion is actually it's Empire Strikes Back, the second one. I think that was always my favourite. And... Uh... Yeah, and but I do love the Family Guy trilogy, so it's brilliant. Piss off! (laughs) I was just gonna say that in Empire Strikes Back, I still think the epitome of cool with Han Solo when you know Leia finally admits, "I love you," and he goes, "I know, I know." (laughs) Oh, you fucking! But then she gets him back later on. (laughs) (laughs) Return of the Jedi. About that line. The funny thing about that line was that it was actually unscripted because apparently um, mm. George Lucas had actually written an entire line about how I love you too and don't worry, I'll be back soon. He tells Chewbacca at that point that he has to look after Leia. 
But then what happens is, is that, you know, like, I think Kershaw said, look, you you just got to go for it. Just go with your head. Because apparently they've been, like, wanting to go for lunch. But then, like, they said, okay, right. Three, two, one, go. And then, like, when Leia says, I love you, and he says, I know, Irving Kirsten just says, cut, that's it, wrap. <laughs> and everyone was like, what the flip? What just happened? <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> There's another famous story like that with um, Harrison Ford, which was the um, the sword fight scene in Indiana Jones. All right. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, about right. the bridge, there's the, the, the Indian gentleman who does the big sword twirl in front of him. Mm. And he just shoots him because he couldn't be bothered learning the sword play. <laughs> 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 yeah, that sounds like Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think we're going to get up to some uh, geeky news stories uh, before it gets too late. Uh, I'm going to start off with some some funky news some strange news, and that is that Hasbro now owns Death Row Records, because why not? It's 2020. Ponies ain't shit, but hoes and tricks! Hasbro, the, the toy manufacturer. <laughs> yes, Hasbro, the toy manufacturer. But haven't they, they owned them for what? Records. And they own Death Row Records now. They didn't. Go, uh, they didn't go out purposefully to buy Death Row Records. They bought um, another record company um, called Entertainment One. Right. I don't think it's just yep. a record company, but it's a big company that owns lots of other things. But they such do as Peppa own... Pig and PJ. Yeah. That's what they were going after. They've acquired Death Row Records. So as you do, yeah, yeah. Night Toy. Just, just an impulse purchase, was it? Nice. It really was. <laughs> you press the button. He comes with a bit of ice. He can hang out of a balcony. Uh, which Hasbro toy is dropping the next hottest album? <laughs> Optimus Prime. <laughs> straight out, straight out, straight out Cybertron. Oh yeah. Straight out Cybertron. Oh, that's it. <laughs> it's a Megatron diss track. Uh, I I, I got another strange story for you here. Uh, Well, former WWE wrestler Leo Rush has apparently been cast in the Power Rangers inspired Legend of the White Dragon movie. Yeah, when it says Power Rangers inspired, is this kind of like wish? You know, you want the Power Rangers. But you're going to get this instead. <laughs> Unfortunately, there are very little details on it. It's just Leo Rush has been cast in an unknown role in the upcoming Power Rangers inspired movie, which he has revealed is called Legend of the White Dragon. Which is currently on Kickstarter, looking for backers. Oh, God, it is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. They, they've mm. currently got five hundred and eight thousand dollars. <laughs> Not bad. How much are they wanted? A uh, hundred thousand. So it could oh. be worse. The, so people are keen then. If you have a look Should at the, the art for it, it looks like um, it looks like it was you know in the nineties when they do knockoff movies like um, uh, Triassic Park and um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sort of Rainbow stuff you watch on Oregon. Channel 5 at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. The images that they've got coming up for the Power Rangers seem to be like that. 
basically a Power Ranger. Yes. Looks better than what the, uh, they did with. I, I have. Has anyone seen the latest Power Rangers movie? My seven-year-old. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> it doesn't look like they have much of a budget to work with anyway on mm. the Power Rangers thing, and I can never get over how really crap the props are. Is that the one with Brian Cranston, the latest one? Yeah, he was Zordon, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 I Wait, what? The Power Rangers growing up. <laughs> Did you not know about that? I remember what? Yeah. Cranston is Zordon. <laughs> it is terrible, honestly. Yeah. It's that bad. It's the one who knocks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've, okay. I've got... uh, I, they I've have got... minerals. I'm going to go gonna... anime. I'm going to stick with kind of weird stuff because I'm going to go to anime as it's my thing as Kuru Media. Uh, apparently, there's going to be a statue of Eren Mikasa and Armin from the anime series, my, uh, sorry, Attack on Titan series, oh, anime and manga. So they are going to have a statue of them in the creator's hometown looking up at a dam, as in the wall that surrounds. Is it uh, going to be him in human form or titan form? It looks like all three of them in uh, human form. Uh, As I say, from the image that they've got here, it looks like they're going to be looking up towards the dam as if the time was coming. And uh, this is uh, for the creator and his hometown to honor him. Because they do a lot of stuff like that in uh, Japan and anime. Uh, There's a whole town that that are literally uh, obsessed with dedications to anime and the artists that come from them. So there's a whole uh, Shonen Jump world where Universal Studios, you can go on the Attack on Titan ride. Hmm. I've got a bit of news. Go for I'm it. Take, I'm going to take it back to the Star Wars. Tried to get in there earlier, but yeah. Uh, I jumped you, <laughs> did I? Yeah, yeah, bastard. So now we're sort of, you know, not linking well, but hey. Yeah, so my news, uh, BBC News this week have reported of um, loads and loads of Star Wars toys were dumped in a, a Stourbridge garage. No. Now, an elderly couple were left the toys. They didn't know they had toys. They were left the contents of this garage by their neighbour in their neighbour's will. Um, they opened up these bin liners and just found loads of old toys, including Star Wars figures and others. Um, they called in a, a skip to come and take it all away because they thought, it's a load of rubbish. We'll just put it in the bin. But they thought, I better check. And they, they got in touch with... Um, local auction house and the auctioneer came and had a little look and whilst he was there he noticed that there was a really rare Batman figure and he was like no don't tell him like you know cancel the skip do not throw this stuff away Mm. and so they didn't throw it away and it eventually went for £410,000 wow Right, no, this is the whole lot in the end, not just the Batman yeah. toy. Um, yeah. the, most ex- the most expensive figure they had was a vinyl cape Jawa, and that that's went really for, expensive. 
yeah, it went for £22,000. Because it was still in its box and everything. And they were just about to go and bin it all. Mm. Uh, That's mad. Yeah, that's, you know, nearly half a million pounds in toys. Star Wars toys when I was a kid. It says lessons to people out there. Keep your toys. Yeah. In their boxes. Keep your comics as well. Keep your comics, yeah. (laughs) You say keep it in in the box. Hang on one second. This is where he gets that it's baby Yoda. What's he going to bring us? Coming out again. He didn't <laughs> stay in this box. That sounded naughty, by the way. <laughs> it always does. It's Come on, baby wake Yoda. up. Thing, man. Oh, I love this Not bit. baby Yoda. No. His name's Eric. <laughs> Eric. Eric, ready for his night feed, then. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? It doesn't sound anything like a baby, does it? It's literally it. They Furby. I don't remember him making sounds like that in the series. No, nor do I. Because it clearly didn't get hugged and loved and tickled, did it? I love him. Do the bloody force. He's not doing the force. One, Do the force. Oh, he's annoying me now. Child abuse. We can't have a podcast. <laughs> there is another news story. That's, um, you got any eggs? Feed him an egg. Feed him an egg. Make <laughs> sure it's non Obviously, lost his libel case. Um, yes, he did. And lost his role yes. in um, the. Fantastic Harry Beasts. Potter's spin-off Fantastic Beasts. Um, so they're going to be recasting his role. They have another issue as well. Um, the actor that plays Credence, um, who is... Oh, still... the Flash guy. Yes. Ezra. Um, there's a video come out of him um, assaulting a lady in a bar. In a strangler or something. Yeah, that's an old one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, all in all, and with all of the comments that J.K. Rowling's been making online, um, it's not going desperately well for that franchise film at the moment. Warner Brothers no. are time of it. Yeah. No, well, they're going to find in general. They're going to find it's going to take them a long way to come back again from that. If it was mm. Disney, Disney would have fired everybody on that. So mm. you know they would have just cancelled everything and just sent sent them packing, but. In terms of this, they got off pretty lightly. Um, mm. The the Johnny Depp case is pretty weird though, because like they were they were slinging mud at each other from both ends. Mm. Um, they were more than that if you read the reports. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, was being, I was being polite. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, is, is she going to have to give up her role in Aquaman? Well, Johnny Depp fans want her too. Mm. Yeah, Twitter's not very happy with both of them. So, no, yeah, it's yeah. a very, very divided argument, isn't it? Mm. I think I'm the court of way. law has made a decision. So, mm. yeah, he is a wise was... You can actually call him that. It was, yeah, it was. <laughs> there was enough evidence, even if it wasn't true, to be guilty of it. Yeah. Huh? No, there were 14 things and there was enough evidence for 12 of the 14 and they said that because of that they would then be able to say 
yes, we don't have the evidence for those two, but with the overwhelming evidence for the other um, 12, we can definitely um, prosecute. prosecute yeah, you can't, you, you can't just have a huge volume of evidence just because there's loads of it. Mm doesn't mean suddenly that it's true you can have one piece of evidence that's true and it'll be enough but in this case because of the majority of it was true then it would by all counts likely most likely to be completely all true mm. so yeah oh well what shame it's mine then as you say as yeah <laughs> and jk rowland's uh Am I still okay to wear the aftershave sausage? That he has <laughs> just smell right. No, I love it, and it, I just like it because it sounds like it's called sausage. It's not. My sausage. mate is the guy that put the um, U on the bus station picture that went viral. Your mate is a legend. Yeah. <laughs> I love wearing the sausage. Big big shout out to Simon Kenyon. Yes, we love Simon. Maybe he doesn't want that shout out because then he's going to get. Well, not that anybody he, missed, he, but... he works under different names. All right, okay. like Banksy. Oh, oh, I was about to say, yeah. Thinking they knock at the door, you're a nit because you called it a sausage. <laughs> going to wrap up on our last story of the day that I've got, and that is the possible premise for season three of The Boys. Oh. I can do whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> apparently so. But it Is apparently... it a civil war? Yes, apparently they might be doing some sort of civil war between Billy and uh, what's his name? Huey. Huey, yes. We Huey. Or Huey and Butcher. Mm. Will Dewey and Louie be for Harry? <laughs> <laughs> Here we doing, That's the chipmunks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting. Yeah, it's too late. <laughs> so season three could pick Huey against both Butcher and Starlight as his work for Victoria Newman, the uh, government official. Wait, where is everybody? Who's up to where on boys? I haven't started season two. I have never watched it, so I'm actually going to start it this week, probably. I, if you're asking what's going on, I've just... Every time you keep talking, I'm taking my headphones out because I've not seen season two yet. I'm about to start it this week. <laughs> okay, so I think we're going to we're gonna try and leave it there and just say, if you haven't watched The Boys, go watch The Boys because it's really good. Oh, we'll spoil it for you. Ah. Look out for the I can do whatever I want moment. Yes, brilliant. <laughs> That final, oh, brilliant. Uh, I've lost my train of thought because of how keen it is. Isn't it now? On that recommendation, I think it's time for some crew recommendations. Crew recommendations. Oh, that was beautiful, Stephen. Well done. Why we need. We need a sound guy, man. We need, we need a sound guy. We need a jingle. <laughs> well, oh, well, well, well. Just we will recommend? just mention quickly. Oh, sorry. Just before we go on to that, talking of jingles, um, our man Dell, who is who is here today, he's not only a Star Wars expert, he is a fully fledged musician, and has provided us with a jingle. 
Um, oh. Yeah, and our theme tune, which should hopefully, if um, our beloved tech guy, Andrew Moore, the man behind the desk, can figure it out, you should Dalitra. be hearing that at the start of this episode. And I'd like to thank Del for the um, for the piece of music he has given us. And uh, yeah, absolute pleasure, guys. Not a problem at all. Yeah, absolute pleasure. Awesome. So yeah, I'm hoping I can figure out how to uh, plug it into before. I'm sure I, I'm. If, I'll, uh, I'll Google it if I have to. There'll be there'll be a YouTube video somewhere on how to do it. Yeah. There is always we a YouTube video. Somewhere. There is always a YouTube video on how to do something. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and uh, yeah. Just before we do sign off, we do have the uh, unfortunate news. Uh, Jeffrey Palmer has passed away, and he was Doctor Who. He was in Doctor Who and Bond, and we want to send our best wishes out to friends, family, and yeah. Sorry to leave it on a bit of a downer. Yeah, he was an amazing actor. He was great. Iconic British actor. Yes. There we go. It's uh, it's geek official. Yep. Right. Uh, I think that brings us to the end of the show. Do you guys want to let people know where they can find you if you want? Yeah, we've done the recommendation. Yeah. Oh wait, well, you're right. We haven't even done our recommendation. <laughs> Len, I'll stick to the agenda, the Andy. Now you can go first, Len. What are you going to recommend to us? Well, I'm going to go back to what you recommend. That Castlevania you recommended last week. I binged it. It's amazing. It's definitely worth. It's only three series, but it's fucking amazing. Um. Uh, Mike, what I'm recommending because I'm going through Falling Skies again. Go back and watch it again. Brilliant series. Cool. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's Spielberg, isn't it? Oh, mm. the aliens. Yeah, aliens basically take over. You don't see the invasion. It literally just starts. They've invaded. Ah, They've taken you, over. Yeah, yeah, I've just remembered yeah. you over the skitters. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Ah, I think I know what you're talking about. Dale, as our very special guest, I should have asked you to go first, but what would you recommend to our uh, lovely listeners? Great, thank you. Um, the show I'd recommend is available only on Apple TV Plus, um, but it's a show called For All Mankind. Basically, history tells us that America won the space race, but what about if the Russians won it instead? And it flips it around, basically, and turns the whole story and whole narrative around and it's absolutely brilliant it's only season one right now because they had to halt production because of covid and that but it's apparently season two is coming out soon but it's absolutely brilliant but that's the show i recommend for all mankind oh danny daniel danny he's not called danny <laughs> danny. Danny? danny daniel My name. does he look like a danny <laughs> daddy <laughs> he's a daddy dan <laughs> I would like to recommend um, Kippo and the Age of Wonder Beasts. Um, it's a series on Netflix. It's American, but it's um, done by the animation studio Mir over in um, South Korea, MIR. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely brilliant, family friendly kids series. Um, and yeah, great art, great storyline, um, lots of um, sort of very acceptable ideas in it. 
Amy. You watch it with the kids, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Evelyn loves it. <laughs> Sounds good. It is. It really is. Amy, what would you recommend to the people this week? Um, I recommend I recommend a game to play on these dark nights. Um, if you're a fan of just basically running in terror and shitting yourself in fear, then I suggest <laughs> Soma by Frictional Games. <laughs> it's a um, survival horror where you don't actually there's no there's no combat. You just have to sort of outwit, run hide flee um there's terrifying moments in it absolutely terrifying moments it's a it's come out after um amnesia the dark descent by frictional games which was released in 2010 this was released in 2015 and um amnesia rebirth actually was released on october 20th this year so i think i'm gonna have to see about playing those um but yeah soma itself it brings all sorts of like existential crisis moments and you have to make choices and it can be just it's like a slow burn kind of game but you will be genuinely freaked out for large amounts of it um and it's very tense and it's one of those thinking psychological thriller games it's very good excellent steven i'm going to recommend a book Ooh. Or a series of books, to be fair. Ah, oh, I was, and then I changed my mind. No, yeah, I still recommend the book. Sorry. Um, His Dark Materials, the book series of His Dark Materials, starting with the Northern Lights, the Amber Spy, uh, the Subtle Knife, and then the Amber Spyglass. They are very, very good books. And currently on BBC One, started tonight, was the first episode of the second series which I've yet to watch because I didn't want to do that because I was going to get on jump onto this. I'm going to have to go and watch that, yeah. But the first series was excellent. Um, if you've never seen it, it's a sort of... Uh, it's a, a multiverse. And um, in one universe, you have the people that live there and their souls are on the outside and take the form of animals. So everybody has an animal that walks around with them. Um, and that's about it. All really, I can say without sort of going into to details and spoiling it. But it's a very, very good, good book series of books and fantastic TV show as well. Awesome. I'll well, save I'm going to go with my usual anime. Uh, I'm going to go one that's available on Netflix. It's Haikyuu. It is a sport anime about volleyball and. Everything about this show is brilliant because I don't typically like sport anime and I'm definitely not a fan of volleyball. But this series... Not even beach volleyball. Not even beach volleyball. <laughs> not even Olympic beach volleyball, no. Okay. But this series <laughs> makes you care about both. It is uh, so gripping. Just excellent animation brilliant storytelling and every episode as they build towards something is just really worth uh, giving it a watch because as I say I don't normally like sport anime I don't like volleyball but this show is brilliant I don't think I can sell it any better than that okay 
Right. Everyone, let them know where they can find you. Dan. I can be found on Twitter at Garden City Dan, should you wish to follow me. Excellent. And Amy. I'm also oh, sorry. on the fantastic podcast, um, which is Tea and Types. It is an awesome podcast, isn't it, Dan? It is. <laughs> Amy. Amy. Yes, you're all terribly well behaved on that one, aren't you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're not oh, on it to yes. anyway. drag the tone down. Don't do anything. <laughs> I just arrive and suddenly it's all this. <laughs> it's, not, it's not me and Lem. It is not. You can uh, find me. You can find me for the next five days, going slowly more insane, <laughs> getting ready to murder Daddy Dan. You know, because I swear to God, if you keep snoring, I'm going to take that pillow, <laughs> stuff it up his nose. Wait, what? what happened? Okay, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Mrs. Amy Allen. Happily married, Mrs. Amy Allen <laughs> on Twitter, <laughs> and uh, you'll probably find me floating around on Instagram as well. And I think I'm Amy Dash Allen on there as well. Mostly see pictures of food, me bitching about politics, and a bit of law. So. And smothering down. And the casual geek thing. Alan, can they find you or will you find And having them? alibis. Where were you on the night of? Well, I was here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, go again. Alan, can they find you or will you find them? Called him Alan. He's got a fucking Len. I'm not responding until you use my fucking name. <laughs> Len. <laughs> staring. He changed he it on here as well. Look. <laughs> he has as well. He has changed his thing. I don't know. It's, I'm tired now, okay? I'm reverting back to... Uh... How's the sun? <laughs> Len. Yes. Tell the people where to find you. Lemfu. I think it's Lemfu82. Lemfu82. That one's going to fucking follow me. I think it's the only person on this group that follow me is Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The rest oh. of you cunts don't follow me. Are you sure I follow you? Yeah. Oh, bless I follow you. you. Oh, poor Len. Oh. Dale, where can, where can the people find you? Right, so you can find me on my website, www.platinumline.net, where I put Jedi level playlists with random music on there. And you can also find me on Twitter at Platinum Mind and on Instagram at Platinum Mind. I've also got my own podcast, which is also called the Platinum Mind Podcast. And also, do you talk nerdy? Yeah, that's I how you sell a link, mate. I know, that's it. He was prepared. <laughs> he's coming. Yeah. He's got. I'm ready to. <laughs> but I tell you what, I will, I, I will say this. Dell's playlists are exceptional. This man has an eclectic taste in music, and is <laughs> very random. I've listened to uh, quite a few of them, and you go right, yeah, this is this is good, this is good, and then it'll go somewhere you didn't think it would go, and it's like wow, but it's good, very very. Good <laughs> I, I, I'm in my ultimate hipster phase where I only listen to Korean hip hop. Yeah. I'd also just like to say, um, Dell's got a couple of singles out on Apple Music. Yes. Um, oh, you guys. They are very good. Like, yes. I Thank have you very much. listened to it once because, you know, he's a mate, I'll have a listen. But it is on my actual playlist. There um, you go. And I do listen to it more than once. It's good music. Yeah. 
Thank yes. you so much. Oh, I'm blushing now. <laughs> and Steve. That does discos. He's going to start playing it at the next disco, ain't you? Oh, <laughs> I have to, yeah. That one's for ages, but yeah, I would do. Yeah, yeah thank you. <laughs> oh. Stephen, tell the people where to find you. You can find me on Twitter at whatever man, and you could also find me on my uh, Facebook group, which is my big fat geek life. You'll also find the rest of this motley crew there too, and uh, you're welcome to join us. Free food, and you can find me on Twitter at gbataku82. Uh, you can check out my wrestling articles on bodyslam.net. You can also check out my anime and manga media site, which is Kuru Media. And you can check out my eBay page, where you'll find some awesome anime and manga. And I think that it is this. We are the Big Fat Geeks. We hope you enjoyed this week. And we hope to see you next. Have a good Bye. night. Bye. 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 B